chapter twenty five of a popular history of the art of music from the earliest times until the present by w s b matthews this librivox recording is in the public domain emmanuel bach haydn the sonata part one none of the sons of bach inherited the commanding genius of their father although four of them showed talent above the average of musicians of their day and one of them distinguished himself and exercised an important influence upon the subsequent course of pianoforte music the most gifted of bach's sons was wilhelm friedmann the eldest seventeen ten seventeen eighty four who was especially educated by his father for a musician he turned out badly however his enormous talents not being able to save him from the natural consequences of a dissolute life he died in berlin in the greatest degradation and want this bach wrote comparatively few compositions owing to his invincible repugnance to the labor of putting them upon paper he was famous as an improviser and certain pieces of his in the berlin library are considered to manifest musical gifts of a high order johann christian the eleventh son known as the milanese or london bach devoted himself to the lighter forms of music and after having served some years as organist of the cathedral at milan and having distinguished himself by certain operas successfully produced in italy he removed to london where he led an easy and enjoyable life he was an elegant and fluent writer for the pianoforte the one son of bach who is commonly regarded as having left a mark upon the later course of music was karl philip emmanuel seventeen fourteen seventeen eighty eight the third son commonly known as the berlin or hamburg bach his father intended him for a philosopher and had him educated accordingly in the leipzig and frankfurt universities but his love for music and the thorough grounding in it he had at home eventually determined him in this direction while in the frankfurt university he conducted a singing society which naturally led to his exercising himself in composition presently he gave up law for music and going to berlin he obtained an appointment as kammermusiker to frederick the great his especial business being that of accompanying the king in his flute concertos the seven years war having put an end to these duties he migrated to hamburg where he held honorable appointments as organist and conductor until his death he wrote in a tasteful and free but somewhat superficial style and while his compositions bear favorable comparison with those of other musicians of his time they are by no means of a commanding nature like those of his father there were however two reasons for this wholly aside from the question of less ability in the younger composer one of these is to be found in the free form which emmanuel bach began to develop sebastian bach had the advantage of writing his greatest works in a form which had been prepared for him without having been exhausted the technique of fugue had been created before his time but its possibilities in the direction of freedom and spontaneity had never been illustrated bach proceeded to do this for the fugue form and it may be added did it with such amplitude that no composer has been able to write a free and original fugue since 
the son recognizing both that the fugue had been exhausted as a free art form and feeling no doubt that something more intuitively intelligible than fugue was possible addressed himself to composition in the free style in which the means of producing effects had not yet been mastered the thematic use of material had been acquired or was easily inferable from the fugue but the proper manner of contrasting that material with other calculated to relieve the attention and at the same time intensify the interest remained for later explorers the missing contrast was the lyric element but it was not until the next generation of composers that it came into pianoforte music in satisfactory form accordingly the sonatas of emmanuel bach sound dry and superficial and while they are interesting as the remote models upon which beethoven occasionally built they do not repay study for the purposes of public performance there is little heart in them as a literary musician bach deserves to be remembered for his work upon the true art of playing the piano this was the first systematic instruction book for the instrument of which we have a record and it still is the main dependence for information concerning the method of bach's playing and the way in which he intended the embellishments in his works to be performed part two in the little village of rorau in austria was born to a master wheelwright's wife in seventeen thirty two a little son dark-skinned not large of frame nor handsome but gifted with that most imperishable of endowments a genius for melody and tonal symmetry the baby was named francis joseph and he grew to the age of about six in the family of his parents in a little house which although twice somewhat rebuilt still stands in its original form hither people come from many lands in order to see the birthplace of the great composer haydn the indefatigable and simple-hearted tone poet of many symphonies sonatas and the two favorite cantatas or oratorios the creation and the seasons in his earliest childhood the boy showed a talent for music which as his parents both sang and played a little he had often an opportunity of hearing before he was quite six years old he was able to stand up in the choir of the village church and lead in solos with his sweet and true if not strong voice it was his delight at length george reuter the director of the music in the cathedral of st stephen at vienna heard him and offered the boy a place in his choir now indeed his fortune seemed made and he embraced the offer with gratitude as a choir boy he ought to have been taught music in a thorough manner but as reuter was rather a careless man this did not happen in haydn's case but the boy grew up in his own devices he composed constantly without having had the slightest regular training one day reuter saw one of his pieces a mass movement for twelve parts he offered the passing advice that the composer would have done better to have taken two voices and that the best exercise for him would be to write divisions variations upon the airs he sang in the service but no instruction at length the boy's voice began to break and at the age of fourteen or fifteen he was turned out to shift for himself 
he found an asylum in the house of a wig-maker keller with whom he lived for several years earning small sums by lessons playing the organ at one of the churches the violin at another singing at another and so on in all managing to place himself upon the road to fortune that of industry and sobriety this part of his career lasted from seventeen forty eight when he left the choir of the cathedral to seventeen fifty two when he became accompanist to the italian master porpora who was then living in vienna in the house of an italian lady whose daughter's education he was superintending with porpora he learned the art of singing and the proper manner of accompanying the voice he also got many hints in regard to the correct manner of composing he had already produced a number of works in various styles in seventeen fifty nine he was appointed conductor of the music at the palace of count mortzen where he had a small number of musicians under his direction only sixteen in all here he began his life work two years later he was invited to assume the assistant directorship of the private orchestra and choir of prince esterhazy who lived in magnificent style and for many years had maintained a private musical chapel very soon the old prince died and his son reigned in his place the new master was the one named the magnificent and greatly enlarged the musical appointment of his predecessor he built a great palace at esterhaz where there was a theatre in which opera was given and a smaller one where there was a marionette company the machinery of which had been brought to great perfection there were frequent concerts the prince was a great amateur of the peculiar viol called the baritone and it was one of haydn's duties to provide new compositions for this instrument here for thirty years he continued in service with few interruptions and always on the very best of terms with his prince and with the men under him the players called haydn papa owing to its situation remote from town and to the prince's constantly increasing aversion to living in vienna haydn scarcely left the vicinity for years together here wholly from within his own resources he evolved a succession of works in every style and for almost every possible combination of instruments from operas for the large theatre to marionette music for the small place orchestral compositions among which the one hundred seventy-five symphonies form a not inconsiderable portion there are also concertos for many kinds of instruments and songs masses divertissements and the like in short there is scarcely any form of music which haydn did not have to make at some time or other in his long service in the esterhazy establishment being his own orchestral director he had the opportunity of trying and experimenting and of realizing what would be effective and what would not the motive mainly operative in his work necessarily was that of pleasing and amusing nobler intentions were not wanting but the pleasing element had to be considered in most that he did thus he developed a style of his own original becoming with a certain taste and symmetry and with a melodious element which never loses its charm 
withal he became very clever in his treatment of themes it was a saying of his that the idea did not matter at all treatment is everything from this standpoint it is impossible to deny haydn the credit of having accomplished his ideal he commenced his musical career as a violinist and a singer his orchestral symphonies were for violins for strings with occasional seasoning from the brass and woodwind the constant study of the violin led to modifications in his style and evolved first the string quartet in the form which has always remained standard the symphonies are only larger string quartets for in the order of the themes the general manner of treating them and the principles of contrast or relief which actuated them the quartets are sonatas as also are the symphonies haydn gave the sonata form its present shape the insertion of a second theme in the first movement and the principle of contrasting this second theme with the first in such a way that the second theme is generally lyric in style or at least tending in that direction was haydn's he also developed the middle part of the sonata into what is known as the elaboration the cantabile slow movement modeled somewhat after the italian cantilena was his mozart and beethoven did wonders with it later but the suggestion was haydn's the endless productivity the constant succession of new pieces demanded led to a somewhat systematic proceeding in their production and so the form and the method of the sonata became stereotyped all the instrumental movements of this time whenever there was any serious intention assumed the form of sonatas i e of the instrumental sonatas the symphony and the quartet at length haydn's master died and he accepted an invitation from solomon the publisher to london where he produced several new symphonies conducted many concerts and returned to vienna richer by about six thousand dollars than when he had left his home a few months before he had become a great master known all over the world without himself knowing it if any man ever woke up and found himself famous haydn was that man although he had been in the way of having his compositions played and sung before most of the important personages in europe for years prince esterhazy being a royal entertainer it was for madrid that haydn composed his first passion oratorio the last seven words this work by a curious chance he made over into an instrumental piece for his london concerts the prejudice against popery preventing its being given there in its original form in seventeen ninety four he was again in london upon the first visit to london he took the journey down the rhine and at bonn in going or coming the young beethoven showed him a new cantata in seventeen ninety four he was again in london where the same success attended him as before he produced many new works and was royally entertained again he went home richer by many thousands of dollars than when he set out with his savings he purchased a house in the suburbs of vienna where he lived the remainder of his life dying in eighteen o nine it was during these last years that he wrote his two oratorios already mentioned 
that by which he is best known is the creation which is a masterwork indeed if only we do not look in it for too much of the distinctly religious or sublime it belongs to the pleasing in art and certain of its numbers are worthy of italian opera so sweetly melodious are they yet ever refined and beautiful of this kind are the solo arias o mighty pens the famous with verdure clad the lovely trio most beautiful appear several choruses in this work are really splendid at the head of the list i would place the two choruses achieved is the glorious work with the beautiful trio between on thee each living soul awaits the development of the fugue in the second chorus is masterly and effective indeed everybody knows the heavens are telling which however has rather more reputation than it deserves the english have made much of haydn's descriptive music in the accompanied recitatives this part of his work however was but clever when first written and now through the enormous development which this part of musical composition has since reached is little more than childish withal the creation is not difficult it can be rendered effectively with moderate resources this fact added to its many charming and engaging qualities has ensured its popularity in all parts of the musical world it bids fair to remain for amateur societies for many years yet as a tone poet haydn belonged by no means to the first rank at least in so far as the inherent weight and range of his ideas is concerned his one claim to musical fame rests upon his graceful manner of treating a musical idea and upon the readiness of his invention in contrasting his themes to which may be added the sweet and genial flavor of his music which in every line shows a pure and childlike spirit simple unaffected yet deep and true it was his good fortune to stand to mozart and beethoven in the role of master both were in many ways his superiors yet both revered him the one until his own life went out in the freshness of his youth the other until when an old man having stood upon the very pisgah tops of the tone world full of honors he spoke of the old master haydn with affection in his very last days higher testimony than this it would be impossible to quote for in the nature of the case the composer haydn can never be judged again by musicians and poets who know so well his aims and the value of what he accomplished as the two vienna masters mozart and beethoven who were younger than he yet not too young to understand the condition of the musical world into which haydn had been born and the musical world as it had become from his living in it end of chapter 25